Where are you going, master? For a drink. friends welcome back we've got another bonus episode we're doing double bonuses bbs two bs bonus i bonus bonus i don't know we're doing bonuses we're talking about star wars rebels we've recapped season one uh when we're recording this it's what july 1st uh we're gonna release second july 2nd my god we're gonna release uh the season one recap uh, in two days and then who knows when this one will come out sometime someday it'll come out when we feel like editing it yeah. so yeah stay tuned for that i guess <laughs> but kind of you know same format as last time we'll give you the episode title our quick summary slash thoughts um once again i just decided to type all my notes on my phone so we'll see how that came out i think it adds a little bit of entertainment value sure why not yeah, yeah why not uh, we will see if there's anything that might be relevant to Ahsoka or any Easter eggs that might be cool. We'll try to keep it short-ish for each episode, but who knows, because we like chit-chatting. Yeah. And um, and we're just doing a select number of episodes, again, from some website that a dude named David wrote that just said required rebels episodes so yeah we're just putting our faith in him on that one i guess to kick off with season two it aired june 20th 2015 through march 30th 2016 that is a long ass time that's a long ass time that's yeah they let that shit draw out i mean what 22 ish episodes or so i don't know 22 indeed so they must have had like a long mid-season break or quarter season break or something. So that's almost a year. There's usually a little like hiatus, I think, around the holidays for a lot of network shows. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what they did. Yeah. Nine month run. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to it. Laura's kicking us off with a double doozy opener. Yeah. I am. And then Alice is going to close us off with the double duty uh, Twilight of the Apprentice. But before we can start there. Before we can go there, we're going to start with The Siege of Lothal, part one, which is episode one of season two. Go into a quick summary, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about what might be relevant in the Ahsoka live action series. So to start, the ghost crew is doing pew pew, trying to steal some shit from the Empire. Hera likes it because they've got Phoenix Squadron with them now. They get to be part of like the big boy rebellion. But Kanan, who is a grown adult man, is being an immature little bitch about all the formalities that come with being part of the rebellion and part of this, like, military-like organization. He's, he's like, I, me no likey. Meanwhile, on Lothal, Minister Tua has given up on finding the rebels and Callus and Vader, in not so many words, basically tell her that she failed and she's a goner. Um, and so Tua contacts the rebels and she's like, these fuckers have crossed a line. They're gonna kill me. I'm so over all of this. I will spill all the Imperial tea to you. Just get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> and Ezra's like, yo, I'm an empath. I can um, understand what she's feeling. And she's like scared as shit right now. So we probably should actually help her. And Tua tells them that the emperor has a specific reason for targeting Lothal. And she will tell them that reason if they help her. The rebels are like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Now, later, Kanan, who's still being a little bitch, uh, he's, he is talking to Hera, and Hera's like, hey, asshole, 
could you not? Could you use your words like a big boy and talk to me like an adult? And he's like, I don't like all this command procedure bullshit. We should go back to just being our own rebel cell. And I don't know if you remember, but I was like a child soldier once and I was part of this military operation. And like, I'd watch everyone I love die and that sucked. And she's like, yeah, that's fair. Um, But later, the ghost crew takes a shuttle to Lothal to pick up Minister Tua. And as they get closer, Ezra's like, whoa, shit. I feel cold. You know, like when the Jedi sense the dark side, they feel cold. And Kanan's like, put on a sweater, bitch. We're landing. And Kanan creates a distraction. He, like, steals stormtrooper armor. And Ezra, Sabine, and Hera wait for Minister Tua. And she gets there. And Ezra's like, go get on the shuttle. We'll be right behind you. Famous last words. She boards the shuttle and the shuttle goes kaboom. Whoopsies. She's dead. It explodes. Real sad. Uh, and now the rebels have to go into hiding because all of Lothal thinks that they killed Minister Tua. And the Empire knows of all the rebel hidey houses. So they have to like go or what they end up deciding to do is go into the Imperial complex and like hide there and try to steal a ship, which actually which sounds insane, but it's actually kind of a. Good idea. Yeah. It's like the last place the Empire would look for them was like right under their nose. Mm-hmm. So Kanan and Ezra, who are dressed as a stormtrooper and a cadet, they bring the crates into the complex. The crates have Hera, Chopper, and Zeb and Sabine hiding in them. They find a shuttle. They steal a bunch of shield generators, the rebels to use. But before they can get on board their stolen shuttle, Kanan and Ezra stop because they sense that cold again. And they turn around and boom. Vader is standing there in the doorway, breathing, and he's being all dramatic, and he, like, dramatically ignites his lightsaber, and then Vader struts forward with, like, a bunch of stormtroopers behind him, and we cut to black. Did you notice, and maybe this isn't every shot of Vader in this season, but he's got some real tiny feet. (laughs) I did not notice. I have never noticed that. That's ridiculous. Wait, what? His feet just look real small. He's like a little Barbie feet. Yeah. He should tip over. That's not right. Got some real tiny feet. Like, they're small. (laughs) Wee little feet. I mean, he probably doesn't have toes anymore. Do you think they built toes into his metal legs? You'd think that if they did, he'd be like, hey, my feet could, maybe, maybe they're bigger. Maybe we'd make my feet bigger. And I can have a more commanding presence strutting around. And people be like, oh my god, look at his big feet. I bet that means he's got big socks. So I, I don't know. Wait, does he have a wiener? I don't know. That's a good... Like, I think he does. Because when Obi-Wan, like, chopped him off, chopped him all up, he didn't, like, slice his dong off. Like, we didn't, we didn't see that. Yeah, but he was laying face down in, like, molten <laughs> lava. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Maybe his pee-pee got burned off. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, a question for the ages right here. Yeah. These are the important questions that we're asking on this show. The people need to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We demand an answer. So anything that might be relevant to the Ahsoka series in this episode, I'm pretty sure the thing that Tua is going to tell them about the Emperor having like a specific reason for targeting Lothal, it's that Jedi Temple that the Empire later excavates in like season four. So they're like looking for the world between worlds, which we pretty much know, I think, like this, the world between worlds is going to be in Ahsoka. We can, you, there are some things in the preview that kind of look like it and the Mm -hmm. literal logo for the show has all those design elements of the world between worlds. So I think that's a pretty yeah. likely thing. Um, and then one other thing that's just relevant about this episode, and it kind of applies to the two-parter, but like a lot of people, I think, look at the events that happen in Andor and in the Bad Batch, and they're like, oh, like this is how the rebellion started, which is correct. But it's really in Rebels where you see like the small rebel cell 
join a bigger rebel rebel cell and then you see you actually get to like witness the full rebel fleet come together on Yavin 4 by like the end of the series so that may yeah. not be super relevant to Ahsoka but it's kind of relevant to like the overarching history of like this age of rebellion totally yeah nice all right so I also have episode two the siege of Lothal part two so to pick back up with Ezra and Kanan, mostly Kanan duels with Vader. Um, and at one point they like force push him back together and a couple of scout walkers crash down on Vader. And so the two of them start to walk away and you hear like the creaking behind them and they turn around and Vader's dramatic ass is force lifting the wreckage off of him, seemingly unharmed. So dramatic. But this buys them some time and the rebels get away in the shuttle. And then when they're in the shuttle, Ezra's like, what? The fuck was that? That was insane. And Kanan's like, yo, man, that was like a Sith Lord. Legit. And they can't take their shuttle that they're in now and leave orbit. or Otherwise, they'll get attacked. And they need somebody to actually smuggle them off of Lothal. So they just fly to like a different part of Lothal. Um, and they call Lando. And Lando was in like an earlier episode, I think, in season one that we skipped for mm-hmm. time. But the only thing I remember from that episode is that I think Lando sells Hera into slavery. That's all I remember. Do you remember anything else from the Lando episodes? I do not. Yeah, not important. Doesn't matter. But they bring him back in this season, real briefly in this episode, and they negotiate to give him three shield generators in exchange for smuggling them off world. So they arrive on his base on Lothal, and they hand over the generators to his droid, and Ezra sees Tarkin Town burning in the distance. It's not clear how, but they somehow know that everybody at Tarkin Town was actually taken captive and not burned alive. Um, and it, Kanan and him talk about how the last time this happened, there were like 10,000 knights defending the Jedi, or defending the galaxy, and Ezra's like, now it's just you and me, even though he has literally met Ahsoka Tano. Like, literally, they just met, like, one episode ago. <laughs> um, but it's fine. So, getting back to the plan, the Ghost Crew use Lando's transponders to trick the Empire into thinking that they're in, like, multiple places at once. The Empire falls for the trick, and the Ghost Crew is able to escape to hyperspace in their stolen Imperial shuttle. And Kanan asks where they're going, and Hera's confused. She's like, mm, I don't know if you remember, we're going back to the fleet, we're like part of the rebellion now. And Kanan's like, well, is everybody here in the room, like, cool with that? And Zeb is like, I like fighting with the rebels, they're counting on us. Ezra thinks that the rebels can help them get stronger. Nobody mm-hmm. asks what Sabine thinks, because I guess it doesn't matter, and Kanan is overruled. So the ghost crew is too busy arguing in this situation to notice that Cal has put a tracker on the shuttle that they stole. So they end up leading the Empire back to the Rebel fleet. Whoopsies. Uh-oh. Yeah. Spaghetti-o. And Phoenix Squadron, uh, they get in their their A-wings, which are just the shittiest fighters, um, and they go out to fight. And Vader's there, and he just, like, fucking annihilates the whole squad. And Hera realizes that all the pilots suck, so she gets in the ghost to go help, and the ghost crew and Ahsoka go with her to the ghost. And in the battle, Vader senses Ahsoka, and Ahsoka realizes that Anakin's alive, and she screams and faints. And the uh, the rebels realize that, like, a bunch of Star Destroyers are coming, and the command ship doesn't have any shields, it doesn't have a hyperdrive... So they have to, like, abandon ship, and the fleet gets away because Hera is able to, like, outfly Vader because she's awesome. And so she jumps to hyperspace, like, the perfect moment, which forces the Empire to, like, accidentally trap Vader's fighter in a tractor beam. <laughs> Whoopsies. Busted. Suckers. He's gonna be mad. And then later, Ahsoka talks to Ezra and Kanan about the Sith Lord, and at- Ezra's like, who was that? And she's like, mm-hmm, I don't know, but she lying. And Vader <laughs> contacts the Emperor and tells him that Ahsoka's alive, working with the Rebels, and Palps wants to hunt her down. 
so they can find other Jedi, and Vader's like, maybe she can help us find Kenobi, and Palpatine's like, yeah, if he's still alive. And now the Kenobi series kind of throws this whole thing off a bit because of the timeline. Like, clearly, no, Vader knows that Kenobi's alive. He, like, lost his duel with him five years ago in this time and, like, watched him walk away. But Palps is like, I don't know, send another Inquisitor to hunt them down uh, at the end. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I really like throughout this um, season all the little little feels, you know, between Ahsoka and Vader. God, this season is like chuck full of moments. It's so great. I love mm-hmm. every single moment, too. Things that might be relevant to this series or to Ahsoka, there may not be a lot. You just kind of need this part two because we talked about part one. And I I noted once again that Hera has like no poker face at all, which is really funny. And I also just remembered that we see an Inquisitor in the images released from the Ahsoka series, like in one of the Empire articles. There's an Inquisitor and people are just like, is this a flashback? Is this current? Like... What is this? And so we see we have a lot of Inquisitor content in this season two as well. So I wonder if like, have we met this Inquisitor before? I don't know. But you get a lot of background on like who the Inquisitors and stuff are in this season. Nice. Yeah. And that's uh, the end of my part of this season for now. We jump next to your episode, Alice. All right. So next up, episode three. I really like this one. I kind of just picked it random and tried to alternate. And I was really happy that I accidentally picked this one. Love it. So next up, episode three, The Lost Commanders. Take a wild guess. (laughs) Everyone's going commando. (laughs) Everyone lost their pants. (laughs) That is what this means. That's so funny you bring that up on this kid show. No, I'm just joking. Um, In case you couldn't tell. (laughs) (laughs) JK. All right. So, kicking off, again, I took all of my notes on my phone, because why not? Uh, Starting off, space shots look really cool in Rebels. I don't know why they look extra cool, and I just have to keep pointing that out. Um, So everyone's hanging out after their little kerfuffle, and they're like, oh no, we need a base! And Ahsoka's like, well, I know a badass, so let's go and we'll decapitate this old tactical droid that's just hanging around, and we'll let that thing find the badass. By the way, Kanan, when you find him, you must trust him! Gotta go, okay, thanks, bye. A lot of emphasis on trust. Him. Yes, so I wrote it in all caps for emphasis. Mm-hmm. And I said it funny for emphasis as well. Anyway, <laughs> the droid head is just spitting out numbers like whoa and leads the ghost crew to some planet. I didn't write down what the planet is. I don't think we know, yeah. I think it just had a number. Like Well, the droid was saying seven five six seven, which is Rex's clone number. But mm-hmm. we don't know if it was a moon, if it was a planet or what. I mean, maybe we do. Maybe that's on Wikipedia somewhere. But I don't think they ever say it. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, Ghost Crew's, like, heading out. I think uh, they take the Phantom down. It's Zeb, Kanan, Ezra, Sabine. Hera's up in the Ghost in the Atmosphere fixing some shit that broke. I don't know. <laughs> They're all going down to the planet. And they see an old Republic tank. But it's been all steampunked and shit for camping. Hell yeah. It's really crazy. It's really wacky. And holy moly, it's old clones. We have Rex. Hell yeah. We've got two other dudes with them, Wolf and Gregor. Yeah. They're fine, kind of. Yeah. So they're kind of all like a little wary of each other. And then uh, the team 
ghost crew name drops Ahsoka, and they're like, oh, hell yeah. And Ezra's like, yo, she sent us to help, you know, we need to find a base in the Outer Rim. And they're like, all right. Well, guess who gets a DM? Callus. Mm-hmm. Just slides on in there. Mm-hmm. Someone's a fucking tattletale. And Callus is like, ooh, goody, I love this. Kanan, of course, is just, it says Catan in my notes. Kanan, of course, <laughs> is just like, fuck these guys. I hate them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Ezra's like, yo, like, where's your chill? Kanan tells him about Order 66, and it's sad. Rex shows up, and he's listening to, like, all this little moping around. And he's like, yo, we removed our chips. See the scar right here? We all have it. Like, that's what did it. And Ezra's like, yeah, okay, let's trust him. I trust that. Haha. So then they decide to go on a like a hunting slash ground fishing trip to catch like Big Boopa, Big Bingo, the Jupa. <laughs> I re- it's Big Bongo, but your phone obviously <laughs> autocorrected it. Uh, and it looks like a Beetlejuice monster. It's serving Beetlejuice. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, Zeb, you're nice and strong. You'll help us. But what they don't tell them is that these Jupas are like extra attracted to Lasats. So Zeb is bait. Yeah. Um, hijacks ensue, whatever. It's a nasty worm spider thing. They catch it. Zeb's okay. Winner, winner. Bongo dinner. <laughs> I wrote. <laughs> or did you write bingo dinner? <laughs> I did write bingo, but I, correct- <laughs> I auto-corrected with my eyes. So while they're all doing this and trying to catch a big dinner, and this thing's huge. It's like the size of their steampunk tank. Yeah. Oh no, guess what happens because of that fucking DM? A nasty ass little nosy probe droid shows up. It's just probing around. It's stalking them. Like just do 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 do. And then it's like all up in the phantom pressing buttons and shit. And I'm like, what is it pressing buttons for? How does it know? I don't know. Anyway, I think Sabine kind of like walks in on it and she's like, ah, and they have a little shootout. Sabine's like, oh, no, the Empire was warned. Fuck. It was Wolf. He's an asshole. Mm -hmm. Rex shoots the shit out of it like a sniper. Mm. They're all stranded now. Oh, no. To be continued. Mm. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. The return of Captain Rex. Hell yeah. Um, for Ahsoka, will we see Rex? Will we see Rex? Big question. This is the question. Oh, I would love it. How old would he be, though? He'd be like old a as fuck. A thousand years old. Um, there's been, there have been rumors on and off that Tamara Morrison is in the Ahsoka show playing Rex. We, nothing has been confirmed anywhere. We haven't seen any real images yet. But the, apparently, and I don't know how much truth there is to it, but when we're recording, which again, it's July 2nd. Apparently this past Friday, there was supposed to be an Ahsoka trailer released, but Twitter was like all fucked up. And so they decided to hold off and they're going to release it this coming week, allegedly. There's going to be an Ahsoka trailer. So it's like, maybe if they release another one, I wonder if we actually like see Rex maybe in the trailer. Just like a quickie shot. Was he going around the lost and been, lost and found Ben to right. Katie Sackoff yeah. and what's his face? Brendan Wayne. They just roll around yeah. the little set being like... Where's where's that book I I left that that magazine? Yeah. You know how people read magazines. I need that special nail file, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. On to episode four, relics of the old republic. They're talking about the clones there. Yeah. Poor thing. 
because it's kind of a part two. We pick up where we left off. Everyone's in the tank. Storms are coming, Annie. Uh, no one says that, but there's like a sandstorm coming. <laughs> Rex is like, okay, I'll give you a base list here. Uh, and everyone's like, God damn it, we're so fucked. Um, their Star Destroyer shows up. Callus tries to Skype Wolf and Wolf plays dumb. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm just a crazy, like, old man. I, I didn't mean what I sent you. And Callus is all like, yo, I got the receipts from my fucking probe droid. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, so that didn't work. Whoopsies. Basically, they're all screwed. Uh, some ties show up. So that's tie versus tank. Gregor shoots it and makes it go boom. That was fun. Ezra and Rex have more bonding time. There are lots of Anakin references, like I knew Great Jedi, blah, 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 blah. Sad, sad, sad. Now some ATATs come. It's ATAT versus tank. Callus is in one, and he's like, fire, pew, pew. So there's three ATATs, and they're all following this tank that moves so slow, so they had to drop Big Bongo. So they can move faster because it weighed too much and everyone's sad because they're going to have like a yummy dinner, but no more din din. Uh, storms are coming. They're like, okay, we're going to drive straight into the storm. We don't need to see because we have Jedi. And then we get a Sir Yes Sir by Rex, which is fun. I think that's our first like Sir Yes Sir yeah. kind of callback we get. So I liked that. We like that. Kanan doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Kana needs to get over it, man. That was like freaking 14 years ago. He's or like something. such a moody bitch at the beginning of the season. I know. He really is. He needs to get over it. Um, so Kanan, like with his Jedi skills, he guides them, and Ezra like shoots pew pews using the force to aim. He <laughs> <laughs> So again, the three ATATs are following them. Ezra's shooting to aim. What? <laughs> Boom in the neck, and boy, bye. One down, two to go. Bye bye, ATAT. Bye. All right. Um, and because there's so much cutting back and forth, like we're still every now and then checking in on Hera, who's just like trying to fix shit. There's a star destroyer. Star destroyer leaves. Um, it leaves because Vader's like, "Yo, come to me now." And then she's like, "Oh, cool. It left. I can turn the power back on." This is great so the ghost crew is like come on guys like let's all hop on the phantom come with us and the clones are like no it's all right we got this um so everyone flies off in the phantom and the clones are just like all right here we go ah we're gonna fight those like ATATs. lots of pew pew they're like all excited using their like maneuvers and calling out plans but then everyone in the Phantom feels bad, so they circle back to rescue them. More pew-pew. A Phantom, they hijack Callus, and that's pretty funny. <laughs> and Rex gets to deal the final blow. It's very exciting stuff. Hera fixes her ship. She shows up to give everyone a ride. And then we go back to Vader. We get yet another Inquisitor, whichever brother it is. I don't know. I can never remember the difference. Fifth, I think. Yeah, someone. They're, you know, they're all ugly. Um... <laughs> Then the ghost crew is all back with the rest of the rebels and we have a really sweet reunion and Ahsoka and Rex do a big hug. Yeah, Rex had kind of made it seem like, you know, my fighting days are over. I'm not going with you. And then surprise, there he is. It's real cute. So once again, Ahsoka, 
need more Rex. We need, need Rex. We need Rex. We need Rex. He's got to be. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got to be in it. Um, the fifth brother is the Inquisitor that's in Kenobi. He's one of the Inquisitors in Kenobi, and. I really like the one line in this episode where Rex hands the data pad or the data tape or whatever with the coordinates and he tells him that every, it's got every Republic base, Separatist installation, pirate hideout, smugglers dead in the Outer Rim, plus a few Mandalorian bases that even they've forgotten about. I'm like, ooh, ooh. say more about that right now. I want to know more about the Mandalorian bases. Like, where are them at? Hell yeah. Yeah. So maybe we, maybe we circle back to that someday. Uh, with the Mandalorian and how they've all reestablished their home world and shit. I don't know. We'll see. Boom. Yeah. Anything else that might be relevant to Ahsoka besides Rex? No, I just want Rex. Mm. It'd be cool to see some, uh, like, some old Republic Clone Wars just era stuff. Yeah. You know, like some trinkets and souvenirs. Mm-hmm. Little spoons. I'd be down for that, yeah. With the planet names on them. Yeah. You know all those spoons that we saw in the Clone Wars? Like, bring those back. Little thimbles. Very notable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we skipped over it, and we're not halfway, but I'm going to ask anyway, um, for happy hour, Alice, do you have a drink with you today? I just have my ice cube sparkling sugar-free wine. Very nice. Very nice. I have a little modified daiquiri with a little, like, fancy cherry in it. Ooh, yeah. that is a fancy cherry. And a... a- citrus thing? yeah it's a dried lime wedge the dried ones are like very perfumey they're it's great they're very oh it's purple yeah it might just it's like it's dried so it like it looks burnt or something almost but yeah it's it's wild they're fun but i bought these fancy cherries for my friend who drinks old fashions so that we she mm-hmm. can make old fashions here and i think she's made old fashions here once and i'm like <laughs> god damn it these cherries are so expensive so i'm using them nice you show her yeah right <laughs> All right, so the next episode in season two we're going to talk about is episode nine, which is called Stealth Strike, and I've got this one. Overall note, this episode is funny. I got You got multiple laugh out louds from me in this episode, so if you're going to sit down and watch a few and you really want to enjoy yourself, this is a good one to do. So to start, Hera is now Captain Sindula in the Rebellion, because she fancy, mm-hmm. and she sends Ezra on a mission with Commander Sato in a blockade runner, which gets pulled out of hyperspace by a Star Destroyer with a gravity well projector in it. So Sato and Ezra and their whole company or whatever get captured, and Sato like tries to lie to the Empire. He's like, I'm part of the Corporate Alliance! like, But the blonde Imperial asshole Admiral... Uh, he like sees through it and it, it's another fun moment where Ezra introduces himself as Jabba, which is just always funny somehow. They they repeat it, it a few times and it just always works. So Hera sends Kanan and Rex to go save them and Kanan doesn't want to go with Rex because he doesn't trust Rex because Rex is a clone and Kanan discriminates. Uh, so they have some tension, but Hera insists she wants them to like spend time together. So Kanan and Rex dress as stormtroopers. They take an Imperial shuttle that Sabine somehow stole and like decorated with her art. And they bring Chopper. And Rex like rattles off a bunch of emergency protocols and codes and convinces the Star Destroyer to let them land on it somehow. But weirdly enough, he like doesn't disguise his accent. So he sounds like a clone, which you think would have, like, tipped the Empire off to be like, maybe this is not legit, but they don't question it. They're just like, whatevs. They might not remember. I mean, the old people would. Very true. But the younger guys probably would have been toddlers, like five, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's not clear how this blonde admiral. God, he's like super ugly. Like, and he's such a butthole. Like, it's not clear how old he is. So who knows? But uh, mm-hmm. Rex and Kanan and Chopper disembark from the Star Destroyer. They go look for Ezra, and Callus contacts the ugly admiral of the Star Destroyer, and he's like, "You got to put a bunch of guards on this this Jabba dude. First of all, it's not Jabba. It's it, that that's Ezra. Put a bunch of guards on him. He's slippery. He'll get away." And the admiral is like, "What the fuck? Like." This kid sucks. There's no way he's going to get away. I'm not doing that. Famous last words. So Ezra escapes from his cell, naturally. And uh, when two troopers round a corner on him, Ezra shoots them with his little, like, saber blaster. And Chopper rolls up and just starts laughing because Ezra shot Kanan and Rex. Um, or stunned them. <laughs> so, yeah, Chopper finds this absolutely hilarious. Kanan and Rex are both, like, knocked out and groggy, but they try to recover quickly. And uh, they bicker like a married couple once they wake up, and they're basically bickering the entire episode, and Ezra gets mad. He's like, this is the reason I wanted to go on this mission with Sato, because I wanted to get away from you and your guys' bad energy. This is, like, so annoying. And so he storms off, and Kanan shrugs, and he looks at Rex, and he's like, he takes after Hera sometimes, and it's really cute. (laughs) So Chopper and Ezra make it to the gravity well's control room and Chopper like turns off the gravity. So everybody's like floating in the air, including Ezra and Chopper turns the gravity back on and Ezra has to like grab onto the ledge of a bridge and Chopper like just rolls over his fingers like he's trying to kill him or something. It's like absolutely hysterical. It's such a funny moment. Chopper's such a menace. And Kanan gives Rex shit about not being able to shoot. And so Rex like blames the stormtrooper helmet he whips it off and throws it at another stormtrooper which again another laugh out loud moment for me it's so perfect the way that it's executed super comical um but unfortunately rex gets stunned and he gets captured and tortured and kanan can like sense his pain while he's getting he's getting tortured so he's like i gotta go back and rescue rex and kanan and rex escape they get into an escape pod while the rest of the rebels and ezra like they go back to the blockade runner they escape And the gravity well starts to pull them back. But Chopper uh, saves the day because he rigged the gravity well projector to, like, against the Empire. And all of the ships in the surrounding area start to crash into the Star Destroyer. Because now it's not just drawing in the ships that it wants to. It's drawing in all of them. And because that's all happening and all these ships are closing in, everything just explodes. Um, but unfortunately, our ugly admiral friend survives, and he somehow, like, got out in an escape pod. And at that moment, Callus arrives to pick up Jabba slash Ezra, and he sees all the destruction, and he was like, I told you so, you a-hole. <laughs> and the episode ends with Rex and Kanan saluting each other, all proper military-like, and it's cute. Oh, Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So that's a fun one. Super funny, great comedy moments in this episode. Um, In terms of what's relevant to Ahsoka, it may not have anything to do, but it did make me wonder if Ketsu Anyo is going to make an appearance in Ahsoka. This is the the character that's like a bounty hunter that knew Sabine. Uh, I think she makes an appearance at the beginning of this episode. Gina Torres is the woman that voices her, and she could totally play her in real life. So... I don't know. Um, one other thought I had while I was watching this is that Ezra's eyes are so blue. They're, like, so, mm-hmm. so blue. And they're going to be so annoying in live action because he's going to have, like, some horrific contacts that just, like, fucking scary like Hera does. So that's going to be weird. Um, yeah. Light eye contacts are creepy. It is. 
It really is. Speaking of that, did I send you the guy on Bumble? No. Speaking of light contacts. Oh my god. And distractions. Some guy on Bumble had light colored eye contacts in one of his pictures. Uh huh. Ugh. Yeah. Let me send you. Now, you know, there's someone out there for everyone, you know? Two moments. It's worth it. Trust me. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Okay. Go! <laughs> oh my god. Yikes. Oh, hard pass. I know. That almost looks like it's like a filter or something instead of like contacts, but I don't know. No, I think that's him dressing up. Yeah, well, he definitely has his nipples pierced. You can see that through his shirt. That's wow. A very hardcore Satan necklace, too. Yeah. Um, I think that's him in formal mode. I like how Bumble has the, like, he's new here. Like, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> like, get it while it's hot. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Okay. A couple other notes on this episode. The In terms of, like, relevance to Ahsoka, at one point, Rex tells the ugly Admiral Asshole that he served the Republic. He does not serve the Empire. And it made me wonder... With, like, the reinstatement or, like, the instatement of the New Republic in the sort of post-Empire era, I wonder what that's going to mean for all of these, like, old balls clones. If they're going to be, like, weary because they don't want to serve the Empire and it's kind of like the New Empire, but it's kind of like the Republic again. So, like, where are they going to fall on that spectrum? Um, and do we think there's any chance that the New Republic will repurpose this gravity well projector technology? Hmm. Could be useful. I don't know. Just saying. Or they're going after an Imperial Remnant. Maybe they have it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. So my next one's a little bit more quick, I think. I've got episode 11 as well, which is called Legacy. And let's get into it. So the ghost crew is on Garel now, and uh, Ezra has a dream about his parents and a white loath cat. So for some reason, that makes him think that his parents are alive. And somebody named Zebo, who showed up in a previous episode, I guess, um, gave Kanan and Hera some clues as to where the Bridgers may be. But even with, like, all of the favors that they've called in and all of the intel they have, they haven't been able to find them. But they have been looking, which is really nice. The Empire figures out that there are rebels on Gorel, so they deploy their fleet. And Ezra wants to go back to Lothal to follow the White Loathcat like he's... Alice in goddamn Wonderland or something, but the Empire pulls in and attacks. So, pew, 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 Kanan and Ezra take the Phantom, and they fuck off to Lothal while they just kind of, like, leave everybody to fend for themselves. So Hera, like, destroys some part of the Empire's tractor beam, and it frees the Rebel command ship that got trapped, and all of the Rebels jump to hyperspace and escape, and yay. Meanwhile, on Lothal, Kanan and Ezra find the White Lo- Loathcat, which leads them on a merry chase around town, and Ezra plants a tracker on the cat, and he and Kanan fly the Phantom to some rural area where the cat ends up, and that's where they meet Ryder Azadi, who is voiced by Clancy Brown, who tells Ezra that he did know his parents, actually. And Ezra knew Ryder when he was little. He, like, kind of remembers him, because Ryder used to be the governor of Lothal, And he was sent to a prison with the Bridgers, and he confirms to Ezra, unfortunately, that the Bridgers are dead. Very sad. Ryder tells him a little bit about what happened. He says that his parents heard Ezra's message of rebellion that we hear in season one, and he says that they stood up for others. They helped the rebels that were in prison with them escape. 
but unfortunately they died during the escape process, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah. So that night, Ezra sits on Lothal's equivalent of Pride Rock, question mark, and he stares like, <laughs> he's like staring moodily up at Simba. the moons. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so he has like a vision or maybe he falls asleep or some shit. I don't know. But he has like a vision of him like speaking with his parents, like chatting. And they tell him that things are going to change and he needs to stay strong. And it's actually like a really sad and like moving moment. Um, it made me very sad. And the episode, I should note, has like some of the best music of the series. I love all the music in season two. This episode in particular has like really good music in it. 10 out of 10. Um, and then anything that might be relevant to Ahsoka, Kanan has been a very good teacher to Ezra, and Ezra's become, like, very proficient and powerful at this point in the show. So it kind of drives home that connection that he has with Kanan and Hera and how he's sort of become, like, this surrogate child to them, like, that closeness factor. Um, and if I recall, I think the Clancy Brown character is, like, reinstated as governor of Lothal at the end of season four of rebels mm-hmm. so i wonder if he'll show up in ahsoka maybe that could be we're cool. gonna spend a lot of time on lothal so it sort of makes sense that he might show up yeah nice. yeah that's all i got on episode 11 legacy all right well hop skip and a jump episode 13 the protector of concord dawn i'm so jealous that you got this episode it was good yeah. i already see many a uh autocorrect that was very unfortunate one really great thing about this episode is there's like no ezra in it all he does is run yell something and run away and get poked by chopper so that's cool it's brilliant it's the best one yeah so the protector of concord dawn (laughs) uh ghost crew and rebel blockade are straight chilling they're all like ugh, empire's making everything hard this is stupid. We need a new hyperspace route to go in and out of Lothal because everything is about Lothal. Yep. Sabine's like, oh, well, what about Concord Dawn? Because mangoes, duh. <laughs> what? Mandos. Yeah, mangoes. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're autocorrect. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So then they're fighting over talking versus fighting. They're like, yeah, we need to go and guns blazing. We don't know what those you know, Mandos are going to do, and da-da-da-da, and then they're like, no, we need diplomacy, ah, like talking, 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 versus fighting, fighting, talking, talking, talking wins, and Hera gets put in charge, so they start flying around, like, whatever moon or thing, and then we've got Fen Rao in the house, he's like, what the fuck do you guys want, you're not registered, and she's like, oh, come join us, yes, Yes, we need your help. We hate the Empire. Mm-hmm. You do too, right? right? Right. He's like, ha, joke's on you. I work in the name of the Empire. Pew, 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 pew. He kills a couple dudes in their spaceships, and they're all like, evasive action. Pew, 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 in space. Hera does all this, like, cool flying to distract people so Kanan and Sabine can escape. However, Hera gets hit. Somehow, she gets hit and hops to hyperspace at the same time which is amazing like no idea what <laughs> how'd she do that so they all end up back at the fleet and Hera's ship is all like disabled and she's all like oh and you know yeah. um yeah so anyway that looks cool as fucks and then she gets put in the med bay and the medical robots all like yeah she'll be fine <laughs> um 
So they're like, oh, man, this sucks. Sabine and Kanan want revenge, and they want to get back out there and find that base. Kanan's like, I'm going by myself. Chopper, you can come with me. And everyone's like, no, you can't go by yourself. And Chopper's like, I don't want to go. So anyway, it's Chopper and Kanan chilling in the Phantom, going down, going to see what's up. Uh-oh. Turns out he's got a stowaway. It's Sabine. Thank God it's not Ezra. Yeah. Because all Ezra does at this point is get poked in the leg by Chopper. Yes. Pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. So Kanan's still like, okay, I think we can negotiate here. And then we see a beautiful purple moon. Just had to point that one out. Kanan and Sabine are kind of spying on everyone, sneaking around. They see Empire show up to give some payment of some sort to Mr. Rao. More sneaking around. Sabine's planting bombs. They make a joke of, I hope I brought enough. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> She's hiding, planting bombs. Kanan just walks in. He's like, yo, hey, Ven Rao in a hut. I will eat soup with you. And reminisce about the Clone Wars times. Sure. And they do. They do. And things are going okay. Until Sabine gets caught and they start arguing about houses. And she's like, I'm from Clan Ren. Da 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 da. And they're all like, eh, you suck. We're our enemy. And then she's like, I'm going to invoke single combat. Just Mando's love fighting. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay. Well, I'm going to fight Fen Rao. I need to avenge Hera. Uh. And he's like, God, you're an idiot. Like, what the fuck? And Kane's just sitting there like, Jesus Christ, how did this happen? <laughs> she shoots his hand and then makes everything go kaboom. Uh, she and Kanan run into the soup hut. Kanan hangs on to Fen Rao f- fighter. How did we get there? <laughs> oh, yes. So... <laughs> So not all of the ships got blown up. There was one left. It was Finn Rouse. He hops in it and starts flying away. But Kanan jumps on it and he's just holding on like, okay, Sabine and Chopper get in the Phantom. They start following him. Um, Kanan's just like Finn Rouse flight surfing, I guess. And then he's like, all right, enough of this lightsaber. And then just cuts open the window to Fenral's ship and they both jump in the phantom and bring Fenral back to the blockade. Ezra, this is our big Ezra moment. He runs up, Hera's awake and then runs away. So Hera's fine. This is great. <laughs> Ezra plays such a small role in this, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, cool. Yay. Huzzah. Many huzzahs. And that's it. A-wings fucking suck. I stand by it. A-wing, A-wing yeah. suck. Hera almost died in an A-wing. I'm not. I'm not here for it. We're anti that ship. Uh, fun little fact though about her A-wing is that she's got a little Kanan decal. You have to like look really closely, but like Sabine painted a little decal under her A-wing that just says Moonbeam in um in Orbesh, and it's like Kanan like standing like flexing one of his muscles. It's like really cute. I don't. I remember when this episode came out and I saw the like behind the scenes of it. I was like, oh my god, that's the fucking cutest thing ever. These people with these little details. I love that. Yeah. All right. On to episode 15. Is there anything relevant to the Ahsoka series potentially? I don't think so. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe Mando's something or other, but I think we kind of know that one. Sure. Um, Episode 15, The Call. (laughs) Cold open, (laughs) literally. (laughs) Everyone's freezing in the ghost. They're running out of fuel, like... 
their eyelashes are freezing, their tears are freezing to their face, they need to like huddle up together to get warm, it's awful. They're looking for some special energy fuel that I think is called Clauson or something. And Ezra keeps hearing noises, but he's the only one hearing them. Uh-oh. What it is. <laughs> Space Shamu <laughs> is here. It's the Purgles. Yay. Space Shamu. <laughs> They're a lot smaller than I remember. Like the ghost is bigger than a bunch of them. And for some reason, I thought they were gigantic. Well, some of them, maybe some of them are babies because like in the Mandalorian, I mean, they fucking just absolutely dwarf the little N1 that yeah. that they're in. And it's like, you can tell that they're kind of like from a distance. So the mm-hmm. the ones in in that must be huge. Also, they do grab on to like a star destroyer in season four, so I guess they can vary in size. Yeah, these need to get their uh, steroids. Yeah, steroid Roid that shit up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Ezra's doing his little Jedi animal bonding thing, like oh hello, and they've all got sparkle eyes, and it's a whole thing. And Hera's all like pissy about them because they're dangerous. They're like drunk drivers, pretty yeah. much. Some ties show up, but they're yellow. Weird. Ah, they're yellow because it's the Mining Guild. Hera keeps going on about hating the Purgil. 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 Nurgle. Kane and Ezra are excited, though. So they're like, yes, let's follow them. I don't care if they're like drunk drivers. It will be fantastic. And they end up at the refinery that they were looking for for the fuel stuff. And they sneak on an asteroid, which I love when they do on Star Wars, when they're just like, here, ship, bloop, glob onto this, and then don't move. (laughs) Um, So they're hiding behind there. The Purgle are all in the way. And turns out Purgle like to eat this magical fuel fumes. Mm. They're getting high. Fuck yeah. Get it. Getting high doing DUIs. I forgot that Hera had such, like, a thing against them. I wonder if that yeah. will stick around in the future. I don't know. Um, so the ghost crew's like, okay, we've got to be really careful about how we sneak in because we're all freezing our ass off. We have no energy. We have, like, we can do, like, one maneuver and then we're, like, done. So, you know, in it to win it or get out of the game. Ezra, Kane, and Sabine, they do, like, a magical skydive to the station off the ghost slash asteroid um it's pretty cool and then they're like stopping because sabine's got her little i guess they all kind of have like little iron man thrusters plus jedi ability ezra fucks it up because he sucks (laughs) and uh uh-oh they get seen no surprise yeah it's time to fight ah they change their plans they don't want to hurt the purgle Mm, ghost lands on the platform directly to refuel ezra falls off the platform and they really need to start building more safety rails into things they do like it it's not that hard unless it's just like a fun game like the mining guild the empire everybody in the club just does not first order nobody gives a shit about railings Ever. Yeah. No, so Ezra falls off and then he wakes up and he's just like, where am I? It turns out he's on a purgle in a smoke cloud. They do some eyeball glitter staring. It looks creepy as fuck, but he was saved, which is great. And the purgle hands his little helmet over to him so he can breathe good again. And then the purgle all save the ghost crew. And the refinery worker people are annoying as fuck and they suck and they keep trying to shoot. But they get eaten, which is, excuse me, which is good. And then they're like, they're refueled. They've got all the special fuel. 
they're leaving the refinery area and then we see really cool thing with the purgle they start having these light up tails and then they just bloop into hyperspace yeah it's kind of how they 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 buffer with their the mm-hmm. little light tails yeah for ahsoka i'm sure i'm very confident there will be purgle they're in the trailer that had unreleased that had con- at a Star Wars celebration that some people saw, but some people didn't, and it hasn't been released to the mm-hmm. public yet. But there are Purgle in it, um, okay. yeah, and cool. we saw Purgle and Mando, so naturally they are entering exactly. the live action realm. Yeah, so this was actually a pretty fun episode. Um, I think that's the first time I've put Ezra sucks all season. All yeah, yeah, he yeah. he is improving this season he's not he's not great yet but he's improving yeah nice yeah all right should we take a a drink break yeah i could do a drink break all right on to episode 17 the honorable ones which is a real fun episode, and I bet it's one. I'm actually kind of surprised that uh, Internet Dave included it in this list, because this is one that I think what a lot of people might consider to be a filler episode. But I think there are a lot of good reasons to include it, especially with the context of Ahsoka, so I'm excited to talk about it. The ghost crew rolls up to Geonosis, and they see all like the leftover construction debris from the Death Star in orbit, and it kind of seems like the Empire like wiped out all of the Geonosians? Question mark? Not sure. Uh, they park the ghost on a construction module and they go looking for intel so they can figure out like what the Empire was building. Because at this point in time, they don't know about the Death Star yet. Um, but it's a trap and they're ambushed by Agent Callus and a bunch of stormtroopers. So the crew get away and they get back to the ghost and uh, they fly away. But Zeb gets le- left behind and Zeb tells them to go. He makes it to an escape pod. But before the door of the pod shuts... Callus enters the pod and he attacks Seb, but the pod jettisons and it is en route to one of the moons of Geonosis and it crashes in like an underground cave on the surface in like a snowy area or something. I love this episode. Yeah, I was confused at first because I thought that I was like, wait, is there snow on Geonosis? I thought it was like a desert planet, but it's not. It's a moon. Callus's leg gets broken in the crash, um, and Zeb has to like drag him out of the wreckage. He really wants to shoot Callus in the head, but since this is a kid show, he tells him that he'd rather wait for him to heal so they can finish their fight fair and square, which is stupid, but it's whatever. Again, kid show, it's fine. So... Callus is like taunting Zeb and he's like talking about how his rebel friends like left him behind and the Empire's gonna find them and the rebels aren't gonna come back for him. But then they hear like roaring noises in the cave and they need to like figure out how to stay warm and they figure need to figure out how to not get attacked by whatever the monsters they're hearing are. And they have a little lamp to like stay warm by, but that's all they have and it dies very quickly, so that's useless. And the transponder that they have to try and like attract somebody in the area to come save them isn't working so the ghost is like just circling the moon but they can't find zeb zeb eventually gets the transponder working but they need to like get it up to the surface so the signal can actually get out because again they're like crashed in like an underground cave so zeb picks up a glowing rock that he finds somewhere in the cave (laughs) 
which is warm and most definitely radioactive. So like, congratulations, you both have cancer now. Like there's no fucking way this thing is like safe to handle, but here you are. So Zeb tries to climb out of the cave, but he can't and he falls and Callus like yells at him. He's like, you're going to hurt yourself. And it's like actually kind of a really cute moment. I'm like, look, they're like already married couple. It's adorable. I love them. I know. <laughs> um, So the like growling cave monster they've been hearing like suddenly appears and it's like this giant lizard dinosaur looking thing and Zeb tries to shoot it. Callus grabs Zeb's gun and together they drive it back into the cave. But they're like, mm, shit, this isn't good. It's probably going to come back with friends. Callus at some point, like, makes some comment about how only the strong survive. And Zeb gives Callus shit about, like, not asking questions as to what happened to the Geonosians. They're like, clearly they all got wiped out. Like, did you? Did it ever occur to you to, like, look into that? And Callus is like, yeah, no, I don't ask questions. But also, what would be the point of wiping out the Geonosians? Like, what point would that serve? And Zeb is like, well, now you're asking the right questions. So... They kind of leave it at that, but Zeb picks up the weapon that Callus has been carrying throughout this show in these two seasons, and it's a weapon of a Lasat honor guardsman, and he uses it to like stabilize Callus's leg. But while he's like sta- like trying to like you know tape it to his leg, he tells him like you shouldn't have this weapon; you should be carrying it around as a trophy, you asshole. And Callus tells him that uh, the guardsman that he faced fought well, died with honor, and gave him the weapon. And Zeb says that this is the Lasat warrior way to gift their weapon to a superior a superior foe. So Callus mm-hmm. says that he did his duty on Lasan. It was nothing personal, but it was it ended up being like the emp- the empire wanted to make an example of Lasan, which is why they ended up like wiping out the entire population. And Zeb knows that Callus was a part of this, but he didn't know this whole story about the like Lasat warrior way and and Callus being gifted the weapon and whatnot. But Callus ends up like telling Zeb a story about how like when he was on his first patrol on Onderon, they ran into Saw's rebels, and Callus watched one of Saw's men, who was a Lasat, like wipe out every patrolman in his platoon and Zeb tells him you can't judge all the sots the same and Callus asks if that applies to Imperials as well. So there's like connections happening in this episode. It's actually got a lot of real world impl- implications and I kind of like that. Um, but Callus ends up zi- like climbing onto Zeb's back and he climbs the pillars to like get out of the cave. But the monster returns and it's brought a buddy as Zeb is trying to climb out and a bunch of chaos ensues. But Zeb is able to like basically throw Callus <laughs> up to the surface <laughs> and then climb out. And just as Zeb is about to a- like exit the cave, Callus is standing over him with a weapon aimed at him. And you think in that moment that Zeb is a goner, but Callus shoots the monster and holds out his hand to help Zeb out of the cave. So knowing where Callus like ends up later in the show, this whole episode was actually like really moving and really rewarding to revisit. So this is another one I would definitely recommend watching. And yeah, for some reason, like this one and I think like the Pergil definitely probably would have been considered filler at some point, but I bet they're going to be like super relevant. So it kind of just goes to show you like a filler is not necessarily a filler. Yeah, this one I like a lot. And it's always jumped out at me as like, oh, yay, this one, you know? Yeah, it's one I look forward to um, when I was when we were preparing to do this. So I'm glad I, I ended up with this one. But to wrap it up, Zeb and Callus make it out of the cave to the surface. Um, but there's like a snowstorm. They activate the transponder. Callus tells him, that, like, it wasn't supposed to be a massacre on Lasan. 
So yeah, that's sorry. I'm sorry about that. And Zeb is like, it's over for me. I'm over it. I've moved on. It's fine. And then the next morning, the two wake up and they're sleeping back to back. And <laughs> they wake up to the sound of like a ship approaching. Like they wake up and kind of have like a little bit of like a no homo movement. Like they're <laughs> like, <laughs> they're both just like, oh, like, oh, like whoopsies. But it's actually kind of cute when they like wake up from their little, their little sleep. Um, but Zeb offers a hand to Callus to, like, lift him up from the ground, offers him a chance to come with him on the ghost, but Callus declines. And he says that he'll take his chances with the Empire, and they bow to each other. And Zeb smiles, and he leaves to go board the ghost. And the ghost crew don't see that Callus is with him, so. Callus eventually makes it back to a Star Destroyer, but he's, like, alone. He's, like, limping through the hallways, because, again, like, his leg was, like, broken in the crash. And he, like, runs into Admiral Constantine at some point, who, like, doesn't even look up from his data pad to greet him or, like, ask him if he's okay. But he makes it back to, like, his quarters on the ship, and he still has the, like, glowing cancer rock, which he leaves next to his bed in his quarters. Oh, yeah. No one even knew he was missing nope. or asked if he was okay. And I think Zeb said something in the cave, like, like, does the Empire care about you? Right. You know, my people care about me. And that's just kind of... Yeah. They had this, like, back and forth of, like, who's going to come find us? Because they opened up the transponder to, like, receive all signals or whatever. This episode begins a new chapter for Agent Callus as he begins to question what he thinks he knows. Hopefully that cancer rock doesn't get him, because I really would like for him to show up in the, the Ahsoka series. Herein lives, like, a redemption arc for one of the few characters in Star Wars who actually gets to, like, live out his redemption for some period of time. So it also occurred to me while I was watching this that Callus has been, like, connected to Ezra's story since the very first episode of this show. So it kind of mm-hmm. makes sense that he, like, might make an appearance in the Ahsoka show and might play a role in Ezra's rescue at some point be that in season one or two of the ahsoka series yeah so that is the honorable ones episode 17 all right episode 18 is shroud of darkness one of my favorite episodes of the show i absolutely love it kanan and ezra are confused because the inquisitors seem to be stalking them and they ask ahsoka how and she's like i don't know so they all decide to go visit the jedi temple on lothal to try and find answers but before they leave ezra finds ahsoka watching a hollow video of anakin like teaching lightsaber techniques so we get like a little matt lanter voice cameo and kanan had like told ezra that anakin was one of the greatest warriors in the clone wars And Ahsoka tells him that Anakin cared deeply for his friends. And Ezra's like, you know, well, what happened to him? And Ahsoka tells him that, you know, she like tells him about Order 66 and the Jedi being hunted down and blah, blah, blah. And she's basically like, I don't know. So on Lothal, a new door opens on the temple. And they're like, hmm, that's weird. Anyway, and they go in anyway. And the temple, when when they get inside, they decide to meditate to try to like summon Yoda. And Kanan sees a door, but only he can see it. So he's like, that seems legit. I'll just walk through it. And he enters a room that looks like a training room. And he ends up dueling with a temple guard who tells him that the darkness is going to consume Ezra. Um, Meanwhile, Ezra and Ahsoka are like supposed to be meditating back at the little entrance area, but they're just like chit-chatting instead. So Ahsoka tells him how Yoda was happy when she knew him when she was younger, but like he kind of became like a bummer during the Clone Wars. He got like real depressed and shit. And she opens her eyes, and then all of a sudden, like, Ezra's gone. 
So, meanwhile, the Inquisitors arrive on the planet. They park outside the temple, but we cut back to Kanan. He picks up, like, a second lightsaber at some point, a red one, oddly enough, and he duels with two sabers against the guard, who tells him that Kanan can't protect Ezra forever. Kanan, at some point, ends up, like, on his knees, like, sort of beaten by the temple guard. And he admits that he's right. He's like, all I can do is train Ezra the best that I can. And the guard sort of, like, winds up like he's going to strike him, but he ends Mm -hmm. up knighting Kanan as a Knight of the Jedi Order instead and tells him to rise. And it's a fucking cool moment. That was really sweet because he never officially got knighted. Yeah, he he was a Padawan during Order 66, so it never really happened. So now he's Mm -hmm. an official knight, but the guard tells him to rise. He removes his helmet and tells Kanan that he is now what the guard once was. You are a Knight of the Jedi Order and it's the Grand Inquisitor. It's whatever... The Grand Inquisitor was before he was the Grand Inquisitor. And so Grandy tells Kanan to go, and he's like, I will delay the enemy, because he knows that the um, Inquisitors are there. So Thanks, Richard. Yeah, thank you, Richard. Um, as, cutting back to Ezra, he opens his eyes, and he's like just floating in space, talking to Yoda. And Ezra asks him how to destroy the Inquisitors, and Yoda tells him, like, he doesn't answer the question, he just tells them how there used to be a lot of Jedi but they were consumed by the dark side, and that's not an answer. But Ezra asks him if it's wrong for the Jedi to fight, and if it's wrong for him to protect his friends. And Yoda, again, doesn't answer. He just admits that he was consumed by fear at the end of the Clone Wars, and it's really hard to not bend fear into anger. So when Ezra asks him, how do we win... Yoda says, or and he tells him that they're going to fight. Yoda tells him to find Malachor. That's all he gets out of this Yoda conversation, essentially. And then we come back to Ahsoka. She hears Anakin, who is, like, asking her. She's having these, like, auditory hallucinations where he, she, he asks her why she left. You know, why did you leave? Where were you when I needed you? And he calls her selfish and says that she abandoned him. And he asks her if she knows what he's become. And then you hear Vader breathing. So... As the temple is like starting to cave in, you see her kind of come to like a resolution and she just says out loud, there's still a way. And then she runs through a door. She like runs through the exit. Weirdly, the exit that she runs out of looks a lot like the same passage she kind of stumbles through at the end of Twilight of the Apprentice. It's not the same place, but it's just kind of cool foreshadowing. The Inquisitors enter the temple. The Temple Guard, who is also the Grand Inquisitor, and like a bunch of other Temple Guards surround the Inquisitors and close in. And then we just see like this bright light. Because these temples are just, like, trippy, man. It's cool. So the three Jedi meet back up. They run for the exit. And before they leave, Ahsoka stops and looks behind her. And Yoda is sitting there. And he just waves at her. And she smiles and nods and runs out of the temple with Kanan and Ezra. So they get their sort of, like, making peace with each other moment here. Finally, all these years later. um, And on a completely different show than the Clone Wars. Uh, but Chopper picks them up in the Phantom. They all fly away from Lothal, but we see Vader enter the Lothal temple with a bunch of stormtroopers, and he tells the Inquisitors that his master will be pleased with this discovery. So in terms of relevance to the live-action Ahsoka series, I wonder if they will bring back the actor What's-His-Name that played Grandy in the Kenobi show, if, like, there's a similar flashback training temple vision type of thing at some point and maybe he gets to play like a temple guard instead of the grand inquisitor but you still know it's the same guy like that'd be fucking cool these jedi temples are so so trippy and i really hope that they bring that sort of like weird chaotic energy into the ahsoka show 
And there are some scenes in the trailer that kind of make me wonder, like, is this maybe a Jedi temple that they're in? Like, the part where she, like, uses the sabers to, like, cut the circle around her and she falls in. Like, I'm like, ooh, that might be a Jedi temple. I would love Jedi temples. Right? So fun. So trippy. Also, Ahsoka has a history of having visual and uh, auditory hallucinations of Anakin. So depending on how much therapy she has had in the last 15 years, that might still be a thing in this live action series. And we know that Hayden's going to be making an appearance. So could be a thing we right. see again i forgot about that mm-hmm. somehow i know i'm like how do we forget that we're gonna get more anakin amazing yeah i love this for us me too i can't wait i love so much of this for us august can't get here fast enough you guys i mean it's next month already i know it's so close we're getting there all right episode 20 the mystery of chopper base i think that's my last one and then we finish up with your last two hell yeah all right first one note i took notes on almost all of episode 19 before i realized i was watching the wrong episode and taking notes on the wrong episode so i was like (laughs) what the fuck does ap5 have to do with any of this why was this on the list it's not i love ap5 i do too i love him so much but i did not need to watch that episode so here we are episode 20 Kanan and Ezra are practicing dueling on the ghost to the ghost lands at chopper base question mark I guess and Hera's like sad and annoyed because she knows that Kanan and Ezra are gonna have to leave soon because they just like can't run from the Inquisitors forever so they're gonna need to separate so that they're not attracting Mm -hmm. the Inquisitors to the rebels it's a whole thing that's coming. So Ezra and Zeb are, like, sunbathing and listening to the soundtrack of Top Gun, and Ezra tells him that he and Kanan are leaving soon, and Zeb is, like, not broken up about this at all. He's, like, mm-hmm. excited to probably have his own room again. He's just like, hey, man, like, that's life, whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, the rebels are, like, going around placing sensors all around their new base so that, like, nobody can sneak up on them. And there are a bunch of little, like, snail things crawling around, but they're, like, kind of cute, so it's fine. Um, And then a rando, like, rebel... Her name is Lieutenant Dicer. She's being voiced by Ashley Eckstein doing, like, a British accent that's, like, not great. She gets <laughs> eaten by a spider, though, so she's, like, she's not yeah. around for very long. Rex and Sabine go to investigate because they're just like, anybody see that chick? And everyone's like, no, we didn't. So they're like, we'll go look. But they get attacked by the giant spiders, too. These giant spiders are called Kricknas, by the way, but I'm just going to call them giant spiders. They're fucking terrifying. And the spiders take off with Rex when her and him and Sabine go to, like, look for Dicer But Sabine realizes that if you shoot them in the eyeball, they die. So there's that useful piece of information. Nice. The ghost flies in to help and they decide to go like into the spider cave to find Rex. And Zeb is like, oh, I fucking hate this. Do we have to do this? And everyone's like, yes, we have to do this. So Hera has them all split up. She sends Kanan and Ezra by themselves because they're going to have to get used to not having them around. So she's like, you guys go do your thing. We'll do our thing. It's whatever. And Ezra has special abilities with animals. So he decides to try and like connect with the giant spider when they encounter one. But that backfires and Kanan has to kill it. Meanwhile, Hera's team finds Rex. He's like trapped in like a sleeping spider's legs, like grasp. So they free him, they run to exit the cave, there's a bunch of pew pew pew, a bunch of explosions, and everybody meets back up, they escape from the cave, they get in the ghost, but the ghost can't take off, because the spiders have used their, like, web splooge to, like, stick the ghost to the surface, (laughs) so it can't, the ship, like, literally can't move, and the crew suddenly realizes, like, oh my god, these sensors that we placed all over the place, they, like, 
repel the spider somehow. So we need to like put that to use. So Ezra and Kanan throw Sabine over to the sensor that's nearest to them so that she can bring it to the ghost. But they throw her too far and she like falls off of a cliff, which is like hysterical. And I didn't even notice that like Sabine doesn't have a jetpack yet in this story. I think she must get one at some point later, but she doesn't have one yet. And that sucks. Um, But she somehow survives this and she climbs back up and she grabs a sensor and she uses it to like repel the bugs or the spiders as she walks back to the ghost. They never do find Dicer in that cave. So and she never comes up again. Everyone's just like, "Mm, oh, well, whoopsies. Ezra and Kanan use their sabers to like cut the ship loose um, from the surface so the ghost can actually fly back to the base. And later Sabine tells Kanan to go talk to Hera because she's mad and she's sad. Kanan like somehow hasn't picked up on this. But he's like, okay, it's it's like really fine. He's like, we're going to be okay. We will see each other again. I promise. That's what he says to her. So Ezra tries again to connect with another spider, but it doesn't work. So Ezra's just like laying back in the sand and he watches, uh, all of a sudden he sees like Ahsoka's convoy, Morai, flying overhead. And Ahsoka shows up and she looks over at him and she tells him that in her experience, Just when you think you understand the Force, you find out just how little you know. And the last shot of the episode is just one of Morai sitting on a rock. They're like, it's go time. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate spiders, man. Yeah. They just gross me out so much. Like, I am just, I want nothing to do with less spiders. Zeb is 100% justified in being scared. I relate to that in a big way. Kill them all. Question for you in the Ahsoka series. Um, we never saw the Convor in Mando or Boba, right? I feel like there's like one scene where people think maybe they see a bird flying, but it's not clear at all if it's the Convor or not. I don't recall seeing it in either of those but there's a part in one of the trailers where like a bunch of birds come out of a box or something one of the ahsoka trailers that i wondered if it was convors interesting okay Mm -hmm. good to know yeah yeah i hope we see the bird in the ahsoka show but yeah i don't think we've seen it in a while same that's all i got Aight. we are in to the final stretch y'all here we go rebels Last two episodes, episodes 21 and 22, two of the best. I was so pleased when I realized I accidentally gave myself this. Twilight of the Apprentice, parts one and two. This also has a lot of jumbly things where we're cutting back and forth between people. Yeah. So just kind of heads up. I'll try to be somewhat coherent, but let's do it. Ah. Uh, so um, I think in the temple, didn't Yoda tell Ezra to go to Malachor? Yes, he did. Okay. Okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> you burped and I sneezed. <laughs> Bless you. So Ahsoka, you know, shows up in the last episode. She's like, it's go time. Boom. Uh, she, Kane, and Ezra, and Chopper all head over to Malachor. And Ahsoka pretty much has, like, a farewell Skype with Rex. And it was really sad. Yeah. Because, like... They both kind of knew, like, this could be it. Yeah. And they're, like, on their way, like, okay, Yoda's sending us for knowledge, and we're going to learn how to stop the Inquisitors. Do-do-do-do-do. And it's like, mm, that's kind of weird, whatever. So they're flying in. Chopper's like, hey, there's a ship here, dudes. Like, I don't know. And they're like, oh, oh, well, here we go. They get out. It's just, like, gray sheetrock 
all over the place and some giant columns with writing on them. Ahsoka's like, oh, it's an ancient text. Let me try reading it. Ezra's like, oh, let me touch it. Boom. She's like, no, they fall through the ceiling pretty much. And then they're just like in this dark, gray, ashy area. And they're like, oh, it's Sith Temple. What? They do walking. They do walking. They do walking. There is dust people all over. Could it be from Leveler? (gasps) Oh my god, Alice! Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, they're all dust. Could it be the Leveler? Could it be Sith magic? Could it be some sort of atomic bomb type situation? Hmm, interesting. Does the Leveler impact Sith? That's a question I have. I also have that question. Wow. I feel like at one point somebody gets like thrown into one of the stone corpse thingies which makes me think it's not leveler because it's like they would be husks and they would just kind of fall apart but like maybe there are different levelers that do different things i don't know maybe it's a similar creature to a leveler who knows or maybe that's what happens when they encounter a sith maybe it's different than a light side user Mm -hmm. yeah so that's cool there are lightsabers all over the place ezra picks one up and he's like vroom it's one of those ball and cross guard ones, like a big green one. Fuck yeah. Really cool. Yeah. And then boom, Inquisitors drop from the sky. They're doing their stupid ass spin fly thing. It's so dumb. <laughs> Honestly, I think I wrote so dumb like 10 times. I hate their stupid like helicopter lightsaber moves. Fair. It's so dumb. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like it. I think they're fun. Uh, yeah. So it's like, oh no, we've got to have fight club. But then of course, Ezra falls through a ceiling yet again. Um, and Ahsoka and Kanan are like, oh, he'll be fine. Let's go after that Inquisitor. (laughs) (laughs) They just leave him. (laughs) So, yeah, they just leave him. And I'm going to refer to that little group as the Fight Club. Fair enough. So Ezra's like, okay, (sighs) shit, what do I do? And then randomly from a dark corner, some crotchety old man starts talking to him. And he's like, I'll help you. (laughs) It's Maul. It's fucking Maul. What a reveal that was the first time I saw this. Holy shit. It is Maul. He's got his metal middle and legs. He's shirtless. He's got a cape. He's got a cane. Like, he's all... Fragile-ish, maybe. Who knows what he's been eating down there, but it looks like he's been down there pretty much a million years. And I wrote, Trixie Hopses. He is going to help Ezra get inside the temple. And Ezra's like, okay, I'm going to get knowledge. And Maul says, call me old master. And Ezra says, call me Jabba. (laughs) (laughs) So they're just chit-chatting. Some sneaky dickensing is going on. They enter the temple together and they play sharing games because it's like, you know, there must be two. We have to no more, no less. But I'm like, really, it looks like as long as you have two or more, it should have been fine. But what do I know? I don't know. And then I tried doing um, a rhyme, like, you know, Stranger Danger? Yeah. This would be Anger Danger, like Anger Danger, Danger of Anger. Anger Danger. (laughs) (laughs) God. Because Maul's all like, yo, use your anger and lift up this giant rock. Ha ha, you can do it, Jabba. Um, <laughs> the Jabba thing will never not be funny to me. I fucking love it. It's just great. I know. So my next note is, how are Maul's teeth so white? It's a very good hmm. question. I mean, I it occurred to me the other day that nobody, we've never seen a single being in Star Wars brush their teeth, ever. They never yeah. brush their teeth or floss. I know. 
dental hygiene man um so then we hop back to the fight club the inquisitor gets arrested they're like why the fuck are you here who are you after inquisitor's like a shadow spooky (laughs) jinx um so back to the sharing games they find the sith holocron and there's a few options to get it. They're like, okay, so like it's on a pedestal and there's nothing around. So we can either fall down a hole or play cornhole. And But with people, and by people, I mean each other, and they decide cornhole. So Maul tosses Ezra <laughs> to the Holocron <laughs> platform. Ezra's a beanbag. <laughs> Ezra picks it up and he's like, yay! And then... No bueno, because crumbly noises start happening. So Ezra is, like, the little platform's raising, and Maul's like, jump down. Trust me. And Ezra actually does jump down. Shockingly, Maul does not let him die. This is a surprise. I know. It kind of seems like he's going to pull a Mufasa on him and just grab the holocron and kill him, but nope. Except for the whole Ezra is our main character thing. Yeah. This was kind of a surprise. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, oop, Fight Club's got company. Two more Inquisitors joined the fray. Spinny lightsaber flying fights. Uh, Maul and Ezra joined the Fight Club, too. They just walked out the way they came in, I guess, with Sith Holocron in hand. <laughs> and then end. That's the end of part one. I'm going to go into part two, and we can talk about some Ahsoka stuff after. Okay. Here we go. So Maul and Ezra are like, whoa, what this? We've got our friends, three Inquisitors, yikes. Maul pulls it out, double blade. Then he is fighting all three Inquisitors at once before they start to fly away. And he says, one of my favorite things to hear him say, Lady Tano. Oh my god, I totally wrote that down too. I hope somebody addresses her as Lady Tano at some point because it's like kind of hot. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so they're talking to Maul, and they're like, oh, fuck this guy, man. I don't trust him. And Maul's like, yo, Vader's on his way. Like, shit or get off the pot here. We need to, like, do stuff together. Um, so then they decide to go play Legends of the Hidden Temple, and they're like, we need to bring that holocron to the tippy top so we can learn all the things. And there's cool elevators that go to the tippy top. Kanan's like, ugh. You know, like, Ezra, stop being all into Maul. He's not all that in a bag of chips, damn it. Uh, we have more Maul correcting Ezra. Correcting. Corrupting. My bad. More Maul corrupting Ezra. <laughs> more fighting. Maul finally goes balls to the walls and force chokes and does a saber throw for an Inquisitor. It's amazing. I love a good saber throw death. Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. There's something in the air. And people are like, oh, what is it? We'll see in a minute. Maul is on his, like, murderous rampage. He straight up mows down another Inquisitor. Third one tries to fly away, but his stupid, like, helicopter saber breaks. So he just goes, woo! and falls down the side of the temple and gets smashed like a fly um (laughs) so that was funny anyway everyone's kind of hanging out Ezra's on his way to the tippy top um the teams are kind of split around and then fucking Maul hits Kanan in the fucking face with that lightsaber the whole screen turns red I was jolted here because I was like I forgot that happened I forgot when it happened I forgot it was so early on whole screen turns red just from a little like boop yep tap in the eyes ahsoka goes to help 
and uh, Kanan is blinded. I was shook when that happened, too. I forgot about the screen going red. It's jarring. Oh, my God. It's so weird. So back to Ezra. He's all in the fancy room, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to activate the temple. It looks really cool. Ahsoka and Maul fight. Um, Kanan picks up an old temple guard helmet and, you know, covers his face with it. I kind of wonder if when he was in the Lothal temple and he was talking to old Grandy has temple guard, if that was kind of like foreshadowing. Yeah. Somehow. For sure. Um, ba 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 ba. Ahsoka goes to help Ezra. Kanan is fighting Maul while he's fucking blind and he kicks him down the wall. It's great. Yeah. All right. Back to Ahsoka and Ezra. Oh, shit. It's Vader. He is riding that tie bareback. <laughs> Coming up to the chamber that Ezra's in. And Ezra is brave enough to try fighting him back. I'm like, ooh, like, good luck. I don't know. Ezra's lightsaber gets destroyed. Ahsoka shows up. There's some, like, chit-chat back and forth. I wasn't sure if you were frozen or not. <laughs> I was like, she, you paused and you were so still. I'm trying to figure out what autocorrected here. <laughs> okay. So Soka has a little chit chat with Vader. Oh, okay. I wrote, well, okay, autocorrect wrote, I destroyed snaking. <laughs> um, I destroyed Anakin oh, is what it should there say. There you go. She goes, then I'll avenge his death. He goes, revenge is not the Jedi way, and we finally get the I am no Jedi. This is a very solid lightsaber fight. Like, so good. Uh, it's definitely very evident that Vader's super clumsy in that suit, and also his feet are tiny, like I said. <laughs> good times. It's true. Yeah. Kanan shows up. He's being guided by the good boy Chopper. He's just holding his hand, directing him to the way to help Ezra grab the holocron out of the temple so they can deactivate it. And they grab it, and the temple starts to crumble, and they go to escape. And Vader's like, I'm going to get that holocron from you. And Ezra's like, no, I'm holding it. And then Ahsoka rolls up, and she busts a hole in his mask. We get the eye and the voice scene that the Kenobi show later steals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's the other side of the mask, which is fun. Uh, here we Here's the official. He's got some tiny feet. You'll have to look back. Well, now I'm never going to not notice it. Like, I'm always going to notice it from now on. I mean, they're like little. It's weird. Yep. So Ahsoka pushes Ezra out. The door closes. It's like a garage door. So it's just going like down, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Ezra and Kanan fly out. We get a big boom and they think Ahsoka's dead. They get back to Chopper base. Hera's like, OMG, your eyes. And then Rex sees Ezra and Ezra's face like, uh, no Ahsoka. Uh, how Maul gets away does he steal Vader's tie? I It's either Vader's tie or one of the Inquisitors. Because, like, Vader also somehow gets out. So, who knows? Yeah. So then we're back to Malachor. We see Vader walking away. We see a convoy. And we see, like, a tiniest little thing of Ahsoka walking into the temple. Mm -hmm. Interesting. What does it mean? I don't know. I mean, I do know now. But no one knows at this point. Yeah. It was like, oh no, ah! And then we have Ezra staring at this fucking Sith holocron, and he gets evil eyes. Like, his eyes turn kind of red. Yeah. And then that is it. Goodbye, season two. Ahsoka stuff. I would love to see more Malachor. Fuck yeah, I have that in my, in my stuff too. Hell yeah. More Malachor, a flashback of what happened when those doors closed. I want a shit ton of convors, because they're cute. Yeah. Oh, oh, here's a thought I had. Okay. So we know Maul dies, right? But what happened to his body? Like, 
do you think Kenobi and this ate is it? getting ahead of ourselves? Yeah, but he couldn't eat the metal bottom. Mm. So I'm wondering, do you think that someone took his metal legs and put it on like a plaque? You know how people put like moose antlers on a plaque to hang above their fireplaces at lodges and stuff? Yeah. Or like how they have the IG statue in the town square in Mando. Yeah. yeah. What if someone did that with Maul's legs? Wow. I don't know why that came to my mind, <laughs> but I thought it was funny. But <laughs> But why? <laughs> why would you, uh, maybe somebody, hopefully they got reduce, reuse, recycle. Hopefully maybe there's somebody out there running around yeah. with Maul's yeah, metal yeah. legs. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did wonder when I, because I, after I watched this episode, I went back and rewatched the Ahsoka trailer and I don't think it's it, but I'm like, there. I wonder if there's just the smallest chance that the scene with Balin and Ahsoka in the trailer where he ignites a saber, mm-hmm. it like what if that's Malachor? Like, at first I thought maybe it's like a world between worlds. Maybe it is. But I'm just like, Mm -hmm. what if that? Maybe they go back at some point. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Malachor we only ever see, like, at night or in the day. Like, at night or when it's dark or underground. We don't really know what it looks like during the daytime. So, I don't know. We'll see. Or, like, whatever remains of it underground. Obviously, it, like, blows up in this episode and gets all destroyed. So. Yay! We did it. We made it through season two. Yeah. Yay! So good. So exciting. Season two is so fucking solid. You know, I can't wait to dive into season three. Me too. Yeah. Got me excited (laughs) again about Star Wars Rebels. I had to kind of, like, I just didn't take the time to, like, sit and do it because I've been listening to the Star Wars Inquisitor audiobook. Mm. So, I'd, like, force myself to stop to like sit and do this but yay yeah very exciting huzzah all right well that brings us to the end of our season two recap thanks for sticking with us we're uh we're on a, a bonus extravaganza this summer yeah there's not been a lot of star wars news so i'm glad that we've got something else we can talk about in the meantime holler thanks for joining us spread the news if you like us and stuff thumbs up five star whatever Follow us on Twitter at Force Toast Pod. You can follow Alice at Slaya All Day. And you can follow me at ShutUp underscore Laura. Twitter is on fire again. So if it goes away or if there's a new thing that's going to be coming soon, we'll keep you posted. But I don't have time for another fucking... I can't commit to another social media until I know it's going to last. So here we are. We're still on Twitter. Find us there. We're also on Instagram, all of those same handles. But you can find our show on all major podcast platforms, including uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts are the two big ones. Stick with those. Yay. 